0: A trainer has died from a caffeine overdose, and the Stone has split in two, releasing a fox demon, and endangered sharks are found in cat and dog food, according to a new study. These are the Weird Stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm Jonesy. I'm so happy to be here inside my closet recording these stories for you from around the world. They're pretty weird. Come on. A man has died from a caffeine overdose. A personal trainer died from an overdose after accidentally ingesting a powder with caffeine levels equivalent to 200 cups of coffee. How sad. I was very interested in this particular story because I'm such a caffeine junkie. I sort of knew you could OD on caffeine. Um, I've never heard of someone doing so. This poor soul, his name is Tom Mansfield. He's age 29. He bought a 100-gram bag of caffeine powder from Blackburn Distributions, which is a British sports supplements company. Now, the recommended dose of caffeine powder, which you would add to your smoothie or your juice or whatever, is uh, this is often used by people that are going to the gym. You know, it's a pre-workout beverage, give you a little kick. Well, the recommended dose is between 60 and 300 milligrams. Now, the 300-milligram dose is on the high end, and you'll find that in certain energy drinks like Monster Energy or Bang Energy. And uh, these are quite powerful. I don't recommend them. Uh, If you're going to do like a Monster Energy, try to do half a can. Uh, That's my suggestion anyways, which is about two cups of coffee. Uh, It says here, Tom had a digital scale that he was using to measure the product because it did not come with a measuring scoop. This is the issue. It didn't come with a measuring scoop, apparently. Oh, boy. He miscalculated his measurement. He scooped about five grams of the powder. The coroner said that Tom had been aiming for the mid-range of the recommended dose, but he got his math wrong, unfortunately. Tom took a sip of the mixture before downing the rest of the drink. Uh, began clutching his chest and complaining that his heart was beating too fast. Minutes later, he started foaming at the mouth. Paramedics arrived at his home, tried to resuscitate him for 45 minutes before pronouncing him dead at the hospital. A postmortem examination showed that Tom had caffeine levels of 392 milligrams per liter of blood. The cause of death was marked as caffeine... Toxicity. A typical coffee, it says here, contains two to four milligrams per liter, meaning that he consumed the equivalent of up to 200 cups of coffee, which is around, I would say, 14,000 milligrams of caffeine. Ah, so sad. Now, the coroner mentioned that had Tom been provided with a scoop, he would likely still be alive today. Yeah. Blackburn Distributions now provides a scoop with this brand of ca- caffeine powder, apparently. And that's the end of the article. Yeah, you ought to provide some way of measuring. Uh, You could die from this stuff. Wow. And so it probably doesn't take much. Five-gram scoop? That doesn't sound like much to me. You can easily OD on caffeine. Wow. It's very eye-opening. I wasn't aware at how easy you could do that. So be very careful, guys. You got pre-workout drinks and stuff? You want to watch your levels of caffeine. Here I am, uh, someone who's so into caffeine, it's ridiculous, uh, preaching to you. (laughs) Like, yeah, Jonesy, sure. Like, you... You're an addict, Jonesy. Why should we listen to you? Yeah, no, I'm an addict, but I mean, I don't go crazy with this stuff. I do have a pound of coffee sitting in my kitchen. that It's almost about 1,000 milligrams per cup. I haven't dared break into this and try it yet. I'm, I'm very scared. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut it with regular coffee. It was a gift, and I want to make sure that I at least try it. Um, hopefully, I won't be foaming at the mouth or anything. Just be careful out there with your chemicals, guys, Okay. Everything in moderation in life, all right? Everything in moderation, except for sex. The killing stone, said to have held a demon for over 1,000 years, has split in half. Oh, well, this is very ominous indeed. The Seshoseki killing stone is said to have sealed the spirit of a vengeful fox demon for over 1,000 years. Well, this stone just split in half. The demon stone is located in Nasu, Japan, near a very famous hot spring. It's been roped off for a long time due to dangerous sulfuric fumes. But you can view the stone from a distance. Local officials have confirmed that the stone is split. They noted a small crack that naturally appeared over the years. As legend holds, this fox demon has been around for thousands of years. It's appeared in China as well as India, and each time it chooses to possess the soul of someone in power, manipulating them, causing all sorts of chaos, terror, and misery. In Japan, the fox demon possessed the spirit of Tamamo No Mae, a beautiful woman who went on to seduce Emperor Toba. However, a famous exorcist by the name of Abe no Yesuchika caught on to the demon's tricks sent two warriors to assassinate the demon. They chased the fox demon into the region of current-day Nasu, where, feeling cornered, it turned itself into this stone and began to emit poisonous gases, killing everything that went near it. Of course, the legend lived on and was the source of fascination for artists over the years. Uh, Many artists, especially in the 1800s, told the story of the fox demon through their art. In pop culture, it's also appeared in the manga Naruto, as well as Pokemon. Now, the legend has it that this evil spirit of the nine-tailed fox is embedded in this actual hunk of lava, which is the stone itself. Its separation into two roughly equal parts, believed to have occurred within the past few days, has really spooked online users, who noted that, according to the folklore... This stone continuously spews poisonous gas, hence its name. While the stone was said to have been destroyed and its spirit exercised by a monk who scattered its pieces across Japan, many Japanese prefer to believe that its home is right here, on the slopes of Mount Nasu, next to this hot spring. Visitors to the area, a very popular area, very popular for visiting the springs and for sightseeing, They've recoiled in horror over the weekend. After witnesses posted photos of the broken stone, a length of rope had been secured around its circumference as it's lying on the ground split into. Here's a quote from one hiker. I feel like I've seen something that shouldn't be seen. I'm not too comfortable with this. Are t- I feel like I might be surrounded by demons now that the stone is broken. I'm not too comfy with this. Demons are something to be concerned of, all right? I I just I just got off parole. I can't be hanging out with demons right now. I have to watch who I hang out with. I'm trying to cultivate a, a different group of friends that don't just don't get involved in drugs and demons demon activities as well. No no hauntings in other words. I'm trying to go the straight and narrow right now, so I'm very concerned. Now, this stone is registered as a local historical site since 1957. It was mentioned in Matsuo Basho's seminal work, The Narrow Road to the Deep North, and it has inspired a play, a novel, and an anime film. A uh, local volunteer guide is quoted as saying, Well, it's a shame that the stone is split because it was a symbol of the area, but I guess nature had simply taken its course, you know? These things happen. Local and national government officials will meet to discuss the stone's fate this week. What will happen? Well, you should put it back together and reseal it, okay? Get that demon inside. You can't have a the demon stone just open like that. It's an open door. It's a portal to who knows where. Close that damn thing, man. Come on! Your pet food might contain endangered shark. You're feeding your dog and your kitty endangered shark. You might not even know it. This is according to a new study. Pet food containing endangered sharks is being fed to cats and dogs by unwitting owners, according to a new study. Scientists found that several brands contained endangered species, but listed only vague ingredients, such as ocean fish, or just fish, meaning that consumers are often oblivious of exactly what sort of fish is in there. Here's a quote from Ben, who's uh, an author of this study. Well, the majority of pet owners are likely lovers of nature, and we think most would be very alarmed to discover that they could be unknowingly contributing to the overfishing of shark populations, wouldn't you think? Yes, we would agree, Ben. Thank you. Shark populations are overfished throughout the world, with declines of more than 70% in the past 50 years, unfortunately. As apex predators, they are crucial for the balance of the ocean food chain, as you know, and the loss of sharks has had some knockoff effects on seagrass beds and coral reefs as well. The sale of shark fins has been widely publicized and demonized. Uh, The use of shark products in everyday items such as pet food and cosmetics, though, are kind of going under the radar, according to the author of this study. Now, using DNA barcoding, the scientists tested 45 pet food products from 16 brands in Singapore. Most products use generic terms such as fish ocean fish, white fish, or white bait in the ingredients list to describe their contents, with some specifically listing tuna or salmon. Others did not indicate fish whatsoever. Of the 144 samples sequenced, 45, or roughly one-third, contained shark DNA. The most frequently identified species was blue shark, followed by silky shark and white-tip reef shark. The silky shark and the white tip reef shark are listed as, quote, vulnerable in the International Union for Conservation of Nature Red List. Products containing DNA of the sickle fin weasel shark, the Caribbean sharpnose shark, and the sand tiger shark, also vulnerable species, were identified as well in this food. The authors suggest the meat could be taken from shark carcasses that would be discarded after the valuable fins have been removed for, say, You know, shark fin soup or something. And uh, this could reflect a growing shark meat trade. They're calling for more accurate ingredient labeling so that people know what they are feeding their pets. They know where it comes from. And I support that. You should know where you're feeding yourself and your pets. You should know where all that stuff's coming from. And um, I would argue, please increase the font on those sides of those cans and foods and whatnot because the font is too small. I have a tree nut allergy, and I, if I can't read the ingredients, I mean, if I got to go get my readers, my reading glasses to read the side of the damn thing, you're putting me at risk. Okay, can we, can we put the an increased font on the ingredients? Is that too much to ask of this world? Some of our lives are at stake here, and people want to know what's in their pet food. All right, We have a doctor in this story. These doctors get paid a lot to do very little. This guy, Dr. Andrew, let's see if he can contribute. He's an ecologist at the University of Exeter. He said the latest work followed research by his team and others revealing the presence of shark DNA in food products for human consumption as well, including the sale of spiny dog fr- spiny dogfish. Man, these shark names are so difficult. Spiny dogfish and hammerhead shark meat. And uh, these things have been served to humans as well. So these things are in our food Um uh, now you would think that they wouldn't throw shark meat around, but uh, apparently it's got a very low value. It's just a cheap source of protein. Uh, lots of people don't want to eat it, so you can't really sell shark meat through your normal supply chains. Uh, but yeah, here we got—we have it ended, ending up in our pet food. That—that that ain't the place for it. So just uh, scrutinize your your pet food, guys, before you feed it to your loved ones. And. Uh, Yeah, that's all I got. Yay! We got the news. We got the news. We got the news. Yeah, Weird AF News. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining me once again for an episode of Weird AF News and making it all all the way to the outro. We're going to keep it brief. if you guys would like to call the show, the number is 646-450-2012. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com. Follow me on the gram at funnyjones to keep up with what's going on in my life if you have any damn care in the world. DM me. Say hello. I'll write you. If you'd like to support the show with a little little bit of bucks every month, maybe buy, buy Jonesy low levels of caffeine because now I'm, now I'm afraid I'm going to OD in a closet you can go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash News, or go to weirdafnews.com, click on the Patreon link or click on buy Jonesy a cup of coffee, but just don't buy me uh, like too much I don't want to overdose here so keep it under 200 cups please appreciate you, love you ta-ta